Live from beautiful Southwest Florida, we bring you the Info Pilgrims Podcast, the podcast that discusses real-world events as they happen. Now, here's your host, Jack May. Welcome to the recently rebranded Info Pilgrims Podcast. I am still your host, Jacques May, and with me, the incredible, the sensual, David Dolby. David, how are you? Well, you opened the door with that, Jack. Oh, boy. I will not go in the door. I'm just going to stay outside. About the rebrand, uh, Info Pilgrims, instead of Observation Station, let's just put it out to the people. If they like it better, then fine. Well, well, can, can we just get the Because I like Pilgrims, dude. I like pil- it's the Pilgrim It's basically David versus Jack on No, this. it's not. It's David versus Goliath. David wins. But Jack gets stoned, so who really wins? <laughs> Goliath wait, wait, does. Wait, wait, why am I getting stoned? Oh, because David kills him with stones. Jack needs to brush up on his Bible stories, man. Oh, okay. Sunday well, how was your week, man? It was good. It was busy, but um, oh, I started another job. That's why. So I'm working two jobs now, but that's boring talk. Oh, look at you actually becoming yeah. a man. I had in to do society. it. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good week. Good week. <laughs> I kind of had to answer that time. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to be getting more money out of this too, right? Oh yeah. No, it's, it's it's very uncomfortable having a man staring at us with a camera and taking photos. And uh, David's over here sipping a drink. I, f- I want to see how uncomfortable we can get David today, Ben. Ben is our I, producer. Ben is amazing. I've been uncomfortable many times, Jack. I'm comfortable with uncomfortable now. I, I feel like say. you're just throwing fa- like phrases out this week that mean absolutely <laughs> nothing. I am uncomfortable. I'm comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's what you learn in the military. That's one of okay. the lessons. All right. Well, let's get into this week. Obviously, it was a crazy week. We had the whole Jeffrey Epstein episode. Let's get into that first. Oh, yeah. Actually, I want to start off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I had an idea, and I didn't want to talk to you about this before because I wanted to be fresh. But I would. this is how I want to open up the conversation. If I said, because I think we have to look at this rationally and try to keep all the bias out of our minds approaching these kind of topics, now that we've brought up Jeffrey Epstein, so we know where this is going. But if I said something like, Jack, do you think that there could be a cult of pedophiles in high levels of government? What would you say? I would say yes. And what would you say would be the reason people would think no right off the bat? Because you know how what I mean? Well, I, if I think, you bring something like that up back in the day, people would be like, uh, conspiracy theory, Well, because we're, we're seeing so much corruption nowadays in these higher level of government. So why couldn't there be this? So it's basically because there has been, there will be in my mind. Yeah, that so sense. that's where you're at. But, yeah. but you, you, have you... Had that reaction from people before? If you would have brought this up, say before oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Jeffrey Epstein case, bro. So, uh, two thousand eight. This was this was never even an issue. It's like, oh, you're just crazy. These are some of the best people we have. Well, and maybe not even the best people, but yeah. I feel like some of the better people, morale the, wise. They, w- I think, some of the arguments would be morale like, wise. that's too much of a. There'd be too many people that would have to keep this under wraps. Yeah, or it's too widespread of a thing to be possible leaks would have been po- yeah. like people would have leaked this because it's too much important and to i guess spoken. come on like what do you think this is some kind of movie or you think all the bad guys are secret like pedophile cult type people i can see how that could get brushed well, together well don't you think me too movements i think that's basically what started this whole trend like oh people who are in power can be corrupted yeah well i mean probably Whoever said power corrupts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's been around for In a while. In modern media, media has kind of like exasperated it because of that. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, dude, we have to talk about power now. Honestly, let's just get into power for a little bit. All right, let's do it. Because in anthropology class, okay, so freshman. Wait, wait, humble brag. Davidson's college. Freshman community college class. So this is (laughs) not like, I'm sure I'm not getting the cutting edge. I don't know what I'm getting at that. I'd say the status quo of uh, education. And this is more of an introductory class. But the teacher was describing uh, marriage relationships and kind of the history of marriage relationships in different cultures. And the way she would describe each uh, cultural marriage was who had the power. So Mm. like, all right, in this culture, this person had the power. And so the whole marriage context conversation was defined by power. And I was kind of like, well, I understand that power has something to do with it, but marriage always seemed like more love, sacrifice. Those were the stronger themes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got into a discussion with her about like the motivations of human and cultural society development. And I guess there's some philosophers. One of them name is Foucault. I don't know if that rings a bell, but he was French. And I don't know what time period this is, but if you're really curious, you can look it up. But there's this like movement of uh, people who decided that human relationships were defined by power dynamics. Hmm. And so it all became about how you could get power over the other person. And I guess it was like a when they kind of removed God from the equation – they were trying to find a reason for human behavior, like scientifically and evolving, and it came down to power as the foundation. So that translates to what we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. People in power. So what will they do to get more power and how will they achieve that? Anyway, the focus on power is like the root of uh, human interaction. That's I think that's a major difference with like a Christian ide- ideology, but that is a inherent belief that goes along with atheism, I think. Well, so as as Christians, we can agree that, you know, our morality is kind of what guides us in life basically. Yeah. So, and you're saying as, you know, in the secular mindset, basically it's power that drives. And I would say they wouldn't necessarily say that. They'd say, oh, I'm a good person. No, no, no. And I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But I'm going to say, if you look at the foundation, like even be beneath the conscious level, yeah. what is your core source? Yeah. And if it's not uh, like a morality base, it could be a power. It, it is a power source. At least this is what these philosophers of atheism discover. Well, let's, let's remove, I'm actually going to remove all sort of, you know, hindrances. It's not just, it's not, you know, the secular world. It's Christians included. Power is what drives yeah. us as human beings. And this is, I was thinking about this big time. Like, uh, when morality doesn't matter, it's when it matters the most. You know what I mean? Dude, we- you're just throwing out those <laughs> one-liners today. No, this is because... <laughs> I was thinking about it like this. Those bumper stickers where it was like, my kid was caught doing good at Pineview or whatever, at whatever school. My kid was... Yeah. It's when you don't have to be good if you're good in those moments. I think that's very definitive of where you're at because I've seen this in my own life. And so I don't... It's not like I'm like, yeah, I figured out how to be a good guy and everybody else sucks. It's like, yeah. I knew... I thought I was good until nobody was around. And then I'd look at my actions and I was like, wow, David, you're good when people are there. But when they're not, and it's just you, and it's like that inner relationship, mm. not so good. And so when you you find that out about yourself, you're like, well, what is motivating me to do those things at that po- moment? And then you can kind of see it becomes a power dynamic. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the thing to get back to the whole Jeffrey Epstein, I know yeah. we're, we're we're dealing with power right now, but I think the problem with him is that because he had power, he thought he could get away with anything. 
because he knew Donald Trump, because he knew you know Bill Clinton, he could do what he did and get away with it. Oh, I have powerful friends that will look out for me. And again, I use the word power right there. I think that's the problem we're we're starting to see is again, no barriers, we're not no secular Christianity, anything. Anything is going to corrupt you, and power is going to corrupt you, and that's what yeah. this point is. We're trying to get across is what that's what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. He let himself get s- surrounded by people that he felt safe in, and that he could be himself. Himself turned out to be a pedophile. And I, I kind of remembered why we went on the power. Okay, because I was trying to bring it back. Trip. I was like, "What yeah. is this guy going be- with?" Because this? if you want to find out the root for human behavior in like a godless society, power will be the ultimate trump card to what they decide. Hmm. And so if you rule stuff out because you're like, that's so bad, that will never happen, or they wouldn't do that. When you're by yourself and there's nobody to say, hey, that's wrong, and you have door one, more power. Door two, less power. Door one will start being taken. And that will happen. Like that that's just and especially when you talk about people becoming an authority. So whatever you think people are capable of, I don't know. It's it's a lot. Okay. No, no. And again, I, I keep saying this over and over again this podcast, but I think that removing these labels, it's not just the secular world. It's Christians. Yeah, too. yeah. This is what drives us. This is what human nature is. We want to be the most powerful. No one wants to be a beta. Let's be real. No one wants to sit there and be on the sidelines. Everyone wants to be, oh, I'm the greatest person. I'm the most humble person in this world. I want to be the best at whatever it is. That is the power speaking in them. Yeah. I feel, well, because then you could talk about masochists and people like that. Yeah. But at, some level people want to satisfy their whatever that inner desire is so yeah. whatever that inner voice is telling them well whether it's in the whole jeffrey epstein thing is if people are like no one knows where he got his money from oh but, yeah so actually i have some i did a little bit of research i told you i didn't do any research oh my goodness but here i have to confess my research is just listening to podcasts about <laughs> jeffrey epstein so i can't just regurgitate their ideas except mm-hmm. i can but i'll try to like just for the facts sake because he does have a very mysterious past, mm-hmm. and many people don't know how he came about his wealth. I think he was a confident, like, I think he worked in the business side in New York or something yeah. with stocks, or he was playing the he game. He worked with on money. the FX, the foreign exchange. He was not busting tables, I'll tell you that. But um, <laughs> eventually, he, he became uh, a significant. Wealth holder, mm-hmm. I guess he was. He was in control of a lot of powerful people's money. Yeah, that's basically that's what, what he started to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he started working with very rich people, and he would say stuff like, "I won't uh, work with you unless you're a billionaire." That kind of thing, yeah. and people were like, "Oh wow, this guy's a big roller." And uh, I guess he, there was a article by Vanity Fair, I believe they tried to do a. I want to say this word. I don't know if it's right. Expose. That's not yeah, it. Expose. Is that a word? Yeah. And so they want to do like a story on him. And they sent this pregnant uh, news reporter to interview him, and she described about the, the interview she had with him. This was before anything really broke about him being a sex offender, even from back in, I think it was 2001 was the first case. But she was interviewing him, and she got weird vibes. He just seemed like an eccentric billionaire with like some mysterious art on the wall. And, of course, it's like creepy art. Yeah. It's not like, oh, there's a picture of a chocolate milk carton on the wall it's weird it's like no there's a picture of a goat like slitting a throat or something i don't know not that necessarily but it was like yeah, creepy. The, there was there was naked I children there's like a jeffrey Dahmer yeah. body position sculpture or something anyway there was some weird art but she interviews him and then after the interview she kind of catches on that this guy has some weird habits and she's talking to her publisher about it and she gets a call from epstein's assistant that says hey 
Mr. Epstein thought you were very pretty or something like that. And it was weird because she was pregnant with twins at the time. Yes. Which is not saying she's not pretty, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's weird to have a guy hit on you when you're pregnant because it's kind of like, well, ulterior motives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would assume. But, yeah. Um, anyway, she could not publish the story. She had a really effect. He called the publisher or something. He interfered with the process and she even had people following her after that because he was so wealthy. He yeah. could intimidate using, like, private eyes and whatnot. That being said, it started to break about him that he would throw parties for rich and powerful people. And at these parties, he would bring in a lot of younger women. And they were – it wasn't necessarily like – and this is – I mean, these are topics that aren't necessarily easy to talk about. But you have to describe it for what it is. So we'll just get into it. But these weren't like children at these parties necessarily. They were just younger, attractive women that were most likely sex trafficked in or whatever. And people were aware, like, he likes younger girls. And he likes a lot of girls. So it's not like, oh, this is Jeffrey Epstein's wife. They have this wonderful family. It's like Jeffrey likes to party with a lot of women and not like legitimate ways. And then the story that broke, I believe it was in Florida, in Miami, uh, he would get 16, 15-year-old girls to come in and massage him, and then he would pay them to go recruit other girls. And he would find, and it's the classic story, you'd find, like, the destitute. They don't, they need money. They don't have strong families. They can't really complain to the law. And that's what, as far as I'm aware, that's kind of what we know is his flaws as far as the sex offense well, goes. He's got hundreds of, like, proven records that he had underage sex with yeah. girls who were the age of 14 to 17. I mean, he is a scumbag upon a scumbag. And to get back to the original point I was trying to get to you was uh, <laughs> trying to figure out where his money came from. Oh, yes. So, so and a lot of people are trying to question where his money came from. Obviously, he was uh, the main uh, holder of the Victoria's Secret um, owner's money, which was billions of dollars. And that was basically his only client for a long time. There's people on the FX, the foreign exchange. Um, the Actually, his name is Enrique Alvarez. He is the chief risk officer at eBerry, which is a huge corporation tied to the FX. He said, I have never heard of him once on the trading market or his firm or anyone who worked or traded with him. So the fact is he claims to be this something great on the foreign exchange market, but nobody who works on that knows him. So it's like, where is that money really coming from? And, you know, we may be, you know... Careful, Jack. Where are you going with this? Is Alexa in here? No, no, no. We may be middle-class white Americans, but when you hear someone who has a lot of money really quick, there's only two things that they they get that money quick in. Drugs and trafficking. And so that's that's the problem I have with Epstein is because it's not just about the fact he, he did have blackmail. There's no doubt about it because he got away with this for nine plus years. He was convicted in 2008. He has been walking the streets since then. Nothing's been done. He was convicted of having sex with a minor in 2008 when he was like 58 years old. Nobody talks about that. But the problem is it's because he has this blackmail and all these powerful people, powerful people look out for him because they're like, crap, my secrets are bad. They think his are bad. Wait until they hear mine kind of thing. And it's just, it's like, what the heck, man? Like, is our whole government corrupt? And I know you're going to say yes. Well, I don't know if I would say (laughs) yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But... No, it does get interesting when you try to piece this guy's story together, just aside from the fact that he's like a millionaire that... Billionaire. Billionaire that has <laughs> sex with underage girls. And and you start to open up the network, kind of, and it gets much deeper. And 
there's just more people who had to look the other way. And that's an interesting and somber, 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 sober part about it. I was uh, the last Super Bowl. We had an announcement in our church. I think I said this already, but somebody was like, "Super Bowl Sunday is the day where most sex trafficking occurs, or human trafficking occurs in America." In the city of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like that's still a huge problem in America. Nobody you, wants to talk about it though. You see all these. You go into Walmart and you see missing children, children posters. They're all over, and it's like, okay, what family member ran off with this? That's what you yeah. think, but. Yeah. Come on, man. Some of these kids, they don't have a, a legal way of following up. And then you think about all the border kids. I, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. there's plenty of opportunity for children to go missing. Right in still. our backyard. Orlando is the number one funnel of sex trafficking in the world. So these things do happen. It's in the backyard. And they're happening in America. And I'm not trying to scare people. Like, that's not our tactic. Well, it's not here to be a scare. Like, ooh, like, you, you might be sex it's trafficking. It's still a problem. It's a pro- it, but no one's talking about problem. it. It's a problem. And no candidates are talking about it either. But, well, no. Uh, Donald Trump actually talked about his uh, Epstein. And you know me. I try to stay away from uh, Donald Trump. But I this this comment is just disgusting. Are you sweating disgusting. right now? You're almost sweating, Jack. I am. Because... <laughs> But this is what no, Donald is. Trump, this oh, is his comment. words, word for I, word. Yeah. I've known Jeff for 15 years. He's a terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his social life. Okay. This this could probably da- damage anything if I ever want to go political. But how, if he likes girls on the younger side, and we've already understood this is this, he made this quote after 2008. He's already been convicted of you know uh, having sex with a 14 year old minor girl. Why are you not distancing yourself from this guy? Why are you still defending him? Does he have some crap on you that's that big that you're gonna be okay with it? Like oh he's just he likes girls on the younger side. Ha ha. That's just a joke. Move on. No, this guy's sex trafficking. We have hundreds upon hundreds of girls who are coming forward and saying. He held me down and had sex with me without my permission. Like, and I was underage. And it's just so frustrating where it's like, okay, we'll, we'll just talk about this for one news cycle and then whatever's the big news, we'll move on from this. No, we need to talk about how disgusting this pervert is and stop saying that he's allowed to go work, uh, to live in his own home while this trial is being litigated. No, he needs to be in jail getting the crap beat out of him by all those other prisoners because this is not right. He does not deserve to be protected because he has a lot of money. This is disgusting. This is what the scum of the earth looks like. People who have sex with underage girls deserve what he's going to get in prison. And he doesn't deserve to be have this cush life in his own $77 million mansion in New York that was paid for by the founder of Victoria's Secret. No, he needs that's, to... Oh, that's who paid... Yeah. That's... Yes. That's crazy. And so I'm just... I'm so sick yeah, of this. Yeah. And the liberal media... And I don't... I haven't really paid attention to Fox, so I can't... I was, won't quote them. But I'm so sick of them just calling them underage women. No, these are underage girls. Stop calling them women. They are not even had their first period yet, and he's having sex with them. This is disgusting. We need to be talking about how much of a disgusting pervert this guy is 24-7 until he is completely shamed out of the news cycle. Yeah. I went a little little hard on that. I think if you ask somebody what's the worst crime out there, you would probably think sexual abuse towards a child. Yeah. I mean, that's worse than – you would even say that might be worse than murder or rape. It's like – because you're pretty much doing both to a young psyche. And the – there, I think there's a quote where it's like, 
one person dies, it's a tragedy, and a million people die, it's a statistic, or something like that. Oof. Have you heard that? It's, they It was in reference to, like, I think the communist uh, genocides. But it's kind of like, if one girl is abused, it's a headline. But if there's a hundred kids that are abused, it's just... A statistic? A, a conspiracy kind of cult, or not a conspiracy, but like a, oh, sure, yeah, he's a human traffic pedophile whatever yeah. yeah he liked women mm. but i mean <laughs> joke it off yeah, yeah to get to the trump thing because i was thinking about that and there's there's two ways of looking at it you have to go with because this is a split for people who like trump either he's like really changed and he's the best guy so here's the way i interpret it either trump was buddy buddies with epstein and he was cool with epstein's uh tendencies just because trump was looking for power and epstein was also looking for power and was like hey whatever goes goes or his quote was like one of those things that Trump sometimes can do where he's like, I know your your hand, Epstein. I know you like underage girls. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, hey, I get who you are. But that's like a defensive position. But, yeah. And I don't want to I would I just want to say, hang him or not on this. I mean, Trump is what he is. And I'm not I don't think he has any ethical code that would necessarily I mean, I don't want to talk about people's ethics. I'm just no, saying. I understand. Like, I understand what you're trying to say. Nobody I, thinks he's a perfect person either. I mean, no. And again, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. No, you know, I commit sins. David commits sins. But uh, I think the <laughs> point. <laughs> what? I, commit sins. David. Sin. Cool. cool right, what what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> dang, it, dang it, you. Uh, dang it, you. Uh, so like, my problem is, is like, there's no way you are in this position of power without knowing what he is all about. Yeah, and that's and, the problem I have. Oh, it? you look at the people he had over at his little Epstein Island, which is it, not just uh, like a Republican no. Reddit hashtag. Like the island that he had is legitimate. They had people over there for parties with underage girls. Yeah. It happened. It's a real thing. And he's he's in trouble for it now, unless the whole media is a lie, and then you yeah. could just go, oh, nothing's real. But, I mean... You look at the names, and everybody knows Bill Clinton. I mean, I had a guy in my church that had a bunch of bumper stickers, so everybody's like, oh, one of those guys with all the bumper stickers. Yeah. But uh, he used to talk about Lolita Express, the flight that mm-hmm. Bill Clinton would take, and yeah. I guess that he'd bring girls on it or whatever. And everybody kind of thought, oh, you're crazy, whatever. You just like George Bush. Yeah. But that stuff was real. And he had people like Stephen Hawking over to his island. He would have a lot of cutting-edge physicists over and what i heard about that was he was interested in science and stuff which i'm thinking if you're a billionaire you're probably it wouldn't not be it wouldn't be crazy to think oh he's interested in science yeah but what kind of influence was that you know what anyway the web grows deeper and i think i feel like you're going in so many different tangents Well, Stephen Hawking wrote the book god is dead or something like that no no but i think we're we're trying to get to the point is People commit sins. There's nothing denying that. Oh, God, yeah. And, and I think that the problem we have is the people who are defending this guy. And who when I say is, defending... I mean, are people defending hold him? Hold on, hold on. That's not, you're, you're jumping me I'm before jumping I'm trying on. to say it. So I'm not saying people are defending. I think the problem was people knew about this before. Yeah. And they did nothing. And that's my problem. Oh, and that I is, see that as defending because it's like, okay, I know about this, but I'm not doing anything. Well, that's a good point because now... If they do accuse him, they're just doing it because it's in the open. Yeah. And they have to. And they want to look good. Yeah. And I think that gets back to like the, at the core of who you are, what decides what's right and wrong for you. Yeah. And if you're, if you didn't have a problem then, and now you have a problem, the deciding factor is not whether it was right or wrong. It's mm. how you look 
telling if it's right or wrong. Yeah. And that's fake morality. And you'll see that. And people shouldn't be surprised when they see that because that's what politicians really have been doing. Forever. For well, yeah. for a while. No, no, no. It's been forever. Forever. <laughs> no. Forever. I, I just. I, it's just. It's so. It's frustrating. not good though. I mean, I. These. Are, this is the worst thing you can do to somebody. Yeah. And people are doing it a lot. Well, and like in, in America. Obviously, we're not going to use names, but me and you, we know people personally who have been affected by you know sexual assault or you know just abuse in general. And it's it's you see this hurt. This is a hurt people are stuck with for the rest of their lives. And these people are terrified of coming forward to call him out for this. Yeah. There's people who are 31 years old who were assaulted by this guy at 14 years old. And obviously, I, you know, that's way too long to be prosecuted almost to an extent. Mm-hmm. But, like, these people are living in fear of their whole lives because of what happens to them unjustly. Yeah. He had them under captive i mean obviously not literally captive but their minds and their bot like their emotions captive for 20 plus years because of an act he had to commit because he was in a position of power and i i it's so frustrating and people are like oh you know some people are just born liking underage girls i was like that is not an excuse i don't care if you find 14 year olds attractive cool you can have that in your mind keep it to yourself you don't act upon that there's laws, there's regulations, there's a 14-year-old cannot form thoughts correctly because their brains are not fully formed. That's just a, a scientific fact. Yeah, I don't think your brain fully forms till like 27. You are taking advantage of someone who can't think for themselves. Yeah. That's the problem I have. And it's always like the poor kids. It's yeah. not like a kid that can go talk to mom and dad and then they can go to talk to the cops and yeah. the weird thing is even when it does go like in 2000 i think it was 2001 when he got busted the first time and it was like having it was rape it was having sex with underage he got girl. busted but they, they didn't get prosecuted the only first time he got prosecuted was 2008 he had 16 months in prison but his prison was in a secluded sector of the prison he had his own personal armed detail that watched over just him this is garbage. And he got to work yeah. during the day. Yeah, yeah, he, he got go to go to work, work at his... <laughs> like, what is this crap? Like, why does he get special this treatment? Because he has money? This is the crime you can commit. Yeah, put him in with the general population. They'll make sure he'll never do this again. Yeah, I'm, well... I'm sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't condone violence, but it just... It, this is Jack's the one all thing. all worked up. But it's a, it's, a, it's a serious thing, and it's... I feel like it's the problem that nobody likes to talk about because it's so awful. People yeah. don't want to think about that. But this kind of stuff has been happening for a while. No, and I apologize if I'm getting too like, like Angry? overzealous on it because well, it's just I've seen the hurt in these people's I eyes. I think if you'd ask most parents what they think the punishment for these kind of crimes would be, they'd say it's death. So or at least castration. Castration. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Or yeah. So this is not this is not a crime where people think it's cool if you just can go to work and I'm, have I'm sorry David his house was a sex dungeon it yeah. was a legit sex jun- dungeon that he Epstein was transferring mansion. women back and forth he was a hub for sex trafficking people stop listening to just the media do your own information this is stupid people like this should not be given he's given four different chances he chooses not to change what do you do with someone who can't change yeah you I punish them I think like his his guilt is that was the chair his guilt is uh, secured or yeah. cemented or whatever in the annals of history, if that's what. Yeah, but also you look into his contacts and the the visitor and guest list and the friend list is just really. Uh, 
It's powerful people. It's a lot of powerful people. It's four and, presidents. And what would you see if you just went off like your own conjecture right now? What do you think the connection would be between these kind of crimes and powerful people? They've done everything else. Why try something that and get away with it? Basically, yeah. I hate saying it like that, but that's. But what I, I think, think that's. I think because I don't think there's that many people that would have some kind of defective attraction towards minors. I mean, to get to the nitty gritty, I don't think there because you know, like the. I don't the, like the blue collar pedophile, like not yeah, the yeah. powerful pedophile, but the weird guy no, no, taking no. pictures at parks. That's uh, one type, and then you have the Jeffrey Epstein type pedophile, where he's super powerful, and part of that power and that pursuit just you know lead to. Well, and I think that you really think about it uh, psychologically. There's been studies things. done. It are you okay? Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. So like Keep you going. see the studies that have been done and it, it's people like, you know, once they've had sex with all these beautiful women that are of legal age, it's like, all right, I've conquered that. It's like Napoleon. What's my next conquering thing? All right, 14 year olds that are beautiful. I mean, that's my next mountain to conquer. And it's, it's psychologically, it's like they, they're never satisfied. They want the next plateau that they can reach. And it's like, all right, you know, I've done everything else. Why can't I do 14-year-olds? Yeah. And I'm not saying do, like, sexually. I mean, just, like, go after a 14-year-old girl. Like, it's just it's just mind-boggling because, I mean, again, I've never been in that position of power. I don't understand how that power would corrupt personally. But I just, I feel like if you don't go into a position of power without any morals, you are opening caverns yeah. of pr- problems coming towards or you. Or if you have, like... A, I would even call it a false or a tenuous sense of morality where, yeah, I'm a good mm. person. I, I, I trust my own judgment. Yeah. And then, well, what's this? The Stanford prison experiment? Remember oh, that? gosh, yes. Where it was like a week and the, the fake guards were starting to abuse the fake prisoners. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's the same as like sex abuse, but I mean, if that was just one example of how corrupt we can get in situations that we don't think we would get to that level. I mean, well, let's be, let's be real as humans. We are born into a sinful nature where, you know, evil is our kind of our mindset is where like, you know, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's just basically who we are. It's like, I want more. I honestly, and I'm kind of going out on a limb on this, but we've gone on a lot of limbs today. (laughs) I honestly think that there is a direct correlation to power and the kind of heinous crimes that people commit with underage children. I think Mm. a lot of it involves with the power dynamic between the adult and the child and the abuse of that in a sexual way. And I think it gets very dark, and I think there's a lot of evil that works in those kind of dynamics. But I think that it's an alluring uh, realm for people without morals in power. Or it's a slippery slope that they can fall into. And I think that we should investigate these kind of things seriously, psychologically, and with the data that we now have to see like what the real motivations are. Because this is not the the creepy guy. These know. aren't thrill seekers. No. This, no, no, is, no, this like, is premeditated. It, and it's either that or you could – there's the other idea where it's blackmail, like you said, yeah. so you can have people in your pocket – but either way, there's a reason why it works. And I think, and I'm not saying that everybody should look into this because I know like people like my mom and my dad would have a very hard time even having a conversation about these kind of things because yeah. it's so applicable. They just look and they see their children, you yeah. know, they see the children's faces. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it takes some people that are going to have to analyze these kind of things and be like, well, what is going on here? Because if you don't know the enemy, 
what's the expression? Yeah. Something know your enemy? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Drake says, know yourself, know your worth. Know your, yeah, there you go. <laughs> In the Sprite commercial. I, it's just, it's so frustrating seeing this. And it's like, to the, it gets to the extent, and it's like, I, I probably will never be in the position of power like Epstein ever was. But it's just, it, it doesn't appeal to me at that point. When you see people like this, and you know, it's not, I didn't think they were incorruptible. I think that, you know, we, we've already hit on the fact that power will, can eventually corrupt someone. Even if they weren't supposed to be corruptible, but I'm, I, it's just like it, it loses its appeal to me, and it's like, why? Like, why would you want that? Well, I think it's also revealing to how long maybe this false and dramatic sense of morality has been going on. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, pray for the troops and blah blah blah. So, but. so wait, wait, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just curious. Do you think this is something that's been going ongoing for a couple decades at least? I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. it's at least it's been a couple say, decades. Yeah, but. I mean, maybe not with Epstein, but I yeah. say this kind of thing. And there's there's cases uh, in one of the podcasts that one of the guys went over. It's like, okay, you can plug it. Plug his, it. I, I think it was Mystery Magical Radio or something. Oh Anyways, of course, it's... Of course you watch or listen I was to just something go- magical. I was, no, I Googled, like, podcasts on Epstein because mm. I was trying to learn about him. And the only people who were talking about him were conspiracy theorists. So, interesting enough. Yeah. But, um... Is that what we are now, David? <laughs> no, I'm just saying we're rational. Hey, on a side note, conspiracy has been branded republican which is a weird thing like there's a political stance on conspiracy that's dangerous but there's a bunch of historic you're just throwing so many (laughs) so many tangents i want to go on there's a there's a bunch of historic records of systemic pedophilia abuse from government and powerful figures in countries that have been suppressed by the judicial system this has happened before jimmy seville in england there was a case in joseph stalin ussr yep there and there's i think it was in i forget nebraska or something in the midwest in america there were some cases that got heavily suppressed and that people walk and (laughs) that's such a weird thing but we live in a country where people will walk for stuff like that and that's very sombering i think i to go on a little bit of a tangent of that because I really want to. I just worked a case that you know the guy got one of his friends in his car with him, and he drove by his baby mama's house, and he had his friend shoot thirty rounds of an AR ammunition at her. Now thank the Lord, none of them hit anybody. I don't know how the guy must have been a terrible shot. I'm not questioning it. I just think God, no one was hit. He's getting off scot free, no prison time. Now, this is a problem I have with the judicial system, and it goes with the whole thing with Epstein, is how long are we just going to turn a blind eye to such blatant evil and be okay with it? Because this is what that is. Th- those are evil people acting evilly. Yeah. Evilly. <laughs> evilly. And it's just, I feel like we're just like, oh, there's not enough circumstance. we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. No, 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 no. If they're 100% wrong... There should be a hundred percent punished. Like there's, there's no denying this. When you have hundreds of women coming forward, hundreds. It's not ten or ten uh, or twelve. It's hundreds. Now, granted, I'll give them. Even if seventy-five of them aren't true, you still have a, like hundred and twenty-five people that he sexually abused. Why? Like, there's no. This guy needs to be in jail now. Yeah. He doesn't deserve preferential treatment because he has money and powerful friends. He deserves to be. And with this other scums of the world who couldn't afford to, you know, get their own private security detail while they're in prison. No, he deserves to be with them. There's, I, I as a Christian, I want to, you know, give, I want to give patience. I want to give understanding. 
There's no understanding in this, though. Yeah. He's, what he did is wrong. What, if you go to biblical times in Leviticus, he would be castrated. Oh, I think he would be killed. Yeah, either either or. Would, yeah. yeah, you're probably right. He would probably be killed. Yeah. And that's the thing. is, It's like, this isn't something God plays with. This isn't something that our society should play with. The fact it's, we're drawing this out is the problem. It's nothing that like the most basic morality 101 would play with. No. You ask any people to remember my name so i'm gonna go shoot up a school we have people like this and it's like so what's gonna stop someone else from doing something abhorrent and i'm not saying you know just shootings or sexual assault or anything just something horrible blowing up you know a mosque as well i mean it's these people do this for fame why are we glorifying by giving them time in the news their uh, voices should not be heard whatsoever yeah and i know i'm that's against everything i'm saying because i just talked about jeffrey epstein for we 45 minutes but but like this is the problem is like we glorify like and i i know we're not personally glorifying but we glorify them by giving them a voice letting their let, letting us argue about them these people should just be punished and we forget about them yeah I don't know. That's me personal. That's again, we're going opinion A. We try to be biased on this. I do think that a lot of the problem with Epstein and people like him has been people don't know enough about him. Yeah. uh, And, or that he's been subjugated to a certain realm of thinking like, oh, you talk about Epstein, that means you talk about aliens. You know, just, and and we compartmentalize a lot of ideas in the identity politic game because you forget more about the ideas and you focus more on what identity card they're playing and so if they're one of those guys that talks about Epstein and blah 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 then they're a certain party and that's what you attack them on that's that's just a really unfortunate way of looking at things to be honest because you're not going to get a lot done and this is such a bad thing that's been happening a lot this is going off topic a little bit I'm just curious like is this guy Democrat or Republican? I know it doesn't matter in the long scheme of things, but like he donated a crap ton of money to the Democratic Party, but he hung out with a bunch of Republican, like George Stephanopoulos. Well, and I've seen some so confused. Uh, some memes about this. I, if you want to talk about influence and uh, governmental forces, I think you got to zoom out farther than Republican and Democrat because yeah. I really think those are just hyped up yeah. teams to sell jerseys, you know. And a lot of the polarization is for, like, the divide and the well, gain that... Yeah, you look at all lobbyists in the world, like, they're, they give money to both parties because if whoever's going to benefit them the most, they'll give money to. So it's, there's no really, like, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. I was watching um, these uh, leftist talk shows that were supposed... Did I talk to you about this already? I think you did, yeah. Did, yeah. did I talk about this on the podcast mm, or something? Mm. Okay. These guys were... Because I just don't want to repeat myself. But it, I was looking for, like, the intellectuals of the left kind of thing. Because you have the intellectuals on the right, I guess. I don't want to sound condescending. But you can look up Ben Shapiro and you know, okay, you might not agree with him, but he's going to spit out some facts. Yeah. And so he's going to have a pretty rational way of looking at things. Or Jordan Peterson or maybe... Most of the people, Joe Michael Rogan Knowles. Yeah. So there's people like that on the left, I know. Because I'm right. always afraid. Right. Yeah. But on the left, too. Oh, okay. I'm hoping. Well, I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, got, I got what you're saying. There's on both sides. Yeah. yeah. I'm worried about getting in an echo chamber. And I'm worried about thinking like all the negative stuff I hear about the left is how I identify the left, even though that's the same as all the negative things I hear about the right. And I like, oh, all 
all uh, conservatives are racist. No, there's some conservatives that are kind of, yeah, they're assholes. Yeah, we don't like them, though. You know, and maybe it's the same for the left. I'm yeah. sure not everybody that votes Democratic is Antifa. But uh, I was looking up these intellectual podcasts from these left groups, and some of the stuff they were criticizing was like the financial backing of the right wing guys. Yeah. So they had a Jeff Bezos for the right. You know what I mean? And it was just kind of interesting how they were playing the same game that the right was talking about Jeff Bezos and these other people they were talking about. And I forget this guy's name because I don't know it because I never listened to the left uh, podcast. But I'm sure they would all be like, yeah, you're worried about Jeff Bezos. What about, you know, this guy that funds all Ben Shapiro and Breitbart and everything and all that. So forget about parties. I think they should just destroy the parties altogether. And people just get back to deciding ideas as the ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think the, the the problem is we have the media. And, and <laughs> like, let's just be real. That's the problem. <laughs> it's the media's fault. No, I mean, like, oh, the fact how is... How dare you, media? It's never going to be... Div- it's always going to be divided like that. You know? Well, we, all, we will always be yeah, divided, yeah, yeah, and people yeah. will like to fight. There's always going to be a two-party system. I, I As much as we both would like it abolished, I mean, it's never just going to be conservatives versus liberals. It's always going to be Democrats versus Republicans. It's, it's always going to be that way. It doesn't matter what happens. I mean, people will be like, oh, I'm a libertarian. It's like, okay, so you basically sit on the fence. And it's like, uh, who, who cares? Like, it, just make your own choice. Yeah. But the, my, my point is, is we need to get back to a time where morality rules. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Like, that's the problem is it's not about politics anymore. It's like, let's let morality rule. When we were in World War II, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, made a comment that our government is controlled by morality. And that's what it truly should be about, is that we make our decisions in government based on morals. We don't just sit there, and that was the, he was talking about the Nazis, and that's the main, one of the main reasons they needed to go into war, is that we need to protect the Jewish people because they can't protect themselves. So we need to be looking out for people that can't look out for themselves. We need to be looking out for our nation because our nation is becoming fractured and divided, so we need to go back to morality. And I think that's the lost art right now. There's no morality being discussed. It's all about, oh, you know, Trump wants to build a wall. Trump wants these detainees that are locked up in the hundreds and they can't get toilet paper and toothbrushes and stuff like this. And it's like, okay, let's let's take a deep breath. All right, you know, there's wrong being done on both sides. And I'm, I, I just highlight the whole detainee thing because that's popular right now. Let's take a deep breath. Let's look back. Let's sit down. Let's reach across the aisle and work together. That's what it comes down to. All right, what do your morals tell you? All right, what do your morals tell you on the other side? You come together. You work on it. You come to a compromise. You get stuff done. You don't just sit there and bicker across each other. Sit in your cars and yell at the media and tell the media, that side is wrong because of this, blah, blah, blah. No, you shut up to the media. You go and say, hey... Uh, Congressman Pelosi, let's sit down and figure out what the frick we're doing and get it right. Uh, do you mean Congresswoman Congress, Pelosi? What did I say? Congressman. Did Excuse he call me. him Congresswoman? Did I did I say Congressman? Or <laughs> I, I apologize. I apologize <laughs> either way. I, I, I was know. I was is in a hot rant. Like mailman, I would just call a woman mailman. Con- I think it's Congresswoman. I apologize. Congresswoman. But it, that's the my my point is is like we no no you're good. I I just think we. We have lost the art of just compromise and discussion. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's like, no, I want my way or no other way. And that, the problem I have, and I, I'm no one going to rant, Alexandria or, or whatever, Ocasio, 
Cortez, she has zero middle ground. She is, I'm fighting for the right and only for the, I mean, I'm fighting for the left and only for the left. And that is dangerous because it's rhetoric that people our age loves to see. We want, oh, someone who just wants to fight for the left. She wants to fight for women's rights. She wants to fight for this. No, she's fighting for her party. She's not fighting for the people. She's fighting for a certain sect of people, not all the people. That's the problem we have with government right now. They're only cared about getting reelected, so they're going to concern themselves with protecting the people that put them in office, and that's it. Stop giving a crap about what you're about getting reelected, and start caring about the country you were elected to protect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I did have <laughs> on top of that. Uh, when I was in basic training, I I realized one time when a bunch of like guys went out to do something, but some of us stayed back for whatever reason. Mm. There was like five of us that stayed back, and like the other twenty five guys in our platoon left, and. It was just weird. It's a human dynamic, but the five of us, we had that day together, and we got close, and we had more freedom because there was not as many of us, and then when the other 25 came back, we didn't like them as much, and we were like, you guys are here. Now it's kind of ruined. It was better where there's just us, hmm. and it was kind of us versus them, and it's, it, and it's like the call of Christianity to love outside of yourself, and I think the reason why that's so important to the Christian faith is because on a natural level we won't love outside ourselves and we will just love what's best for us and our group and so we'll love our party i'm democrat or i'm republican yeah. and whoever's fighting for my side and it's like the home team crowd if the ref flows a flag on the other team you're happy yeah even if it's not warranted it's, it's like achilles when he was brought out to fight the best fighter and that it's happens like, to all of our, us yeah. uh, my family my country and this yeah. is why people get nervous about patriotism when it's like my country over everybody else's yeah. and then you're like well is that really fair because what if they're saying the same thing now why can't they say that about their country yeah. so you have to yeah look at the big picture i guess and yeah. the I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, yeah. anyway, Jack, look at, look take at it away. Yeah, wrap yeah. it up. No, Put yeah, a bow let, on let's, it. let's wrap this topic up. I am in, interested in one more thing you did bring up at the beginning. You were talking about the cult of uh, sexual pedophiles in the upper government. Oh. Is, is there, is there <laughs> truth to that? yourself. No, no, no. Is there well, truth this is to what that? I think. Okay. I think that the act itself, and this is, I mean, it is what it is, but I don't yeah. think that act is done necessarily for pure physical gratification. I think there are existential and metaphysical ramifications. Hold on. Are you saying there's peer pressure? No, no, no. I'm saying okay. that... Okay. I was about to say, I'm what? I'm saying that there is cultish vibes to this kind of mm. crime, and there's reasons why. And there's pagan deities that have these kind of uh, practices yeah. around their worship, and there's ancient... I mean, these are practices. So, that so have been it's more time. of an initiation, then. I'm just saying. It's, I hate saying it like that. I, it's this and, is your opinion. And this is like yeah, crazy David. Yeah, yeah. Can we just pin this on crazy David? Yeah, this is crazy these David. Are, these yeah. are David's thoughts. But the the people that are doing this kind of thing are not. It's not the same as just like the bunch of soldiers going down to the strip club on Friday night. The people that are doing this hmm. kind of thing are experimenting with dark mental states. Huh. And I think it's very corruptive. But I think that they do it for reasons. So there's a deeper meaning. Yeah. Basically. Oh, okay. And, okay. and I would say it's not for, could, it's not for gratification. It's for, it's well, well, it is for gratification, but on deeper okay. levels than okay. just, you know, I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think your local group of pedophiles 
that's just a sub part of their life. I think that's a much deeper. I think that's the tip of the iceberg as far as what they believe in their paradigms. So uh, basically, David wants you to do your own research and come back. No, I don't want you to Google that kind of stuff. But I just think that you will be put on a list. I I believe. Whoa, we just touched speed. Yeah, we're at a super short table now. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack's legs are like coming into my space. Okay, to be fair, you're five foot two and I'm six foot seven. Five eight, Uh, five nine on my driver's license. Is that (laughs) what's on your Tinder profile? Six one. That's right. (laughs) And love sports. Yeah. (laughs) And adventures and hikes. Dude, I feel like you just put ex Army Ranger. I don't have a Tinder profile. But I did. I went through that stage, but all right, all right, we is. we gotta wrap this. Yeah. This episode anyway, up. I, it's it's I I don't want to make light of these topics, but it's a it's a very dark thing. But don't hide from the evil in the room; it will just get bigger. You mm. have to recognize it. David's thoughts for the week: Don't hide from the evil. All right, listener questions. Oh, listener questions. Okay. All right, yeah. <clears throat> I know you guys are big into the NBA. Which team do you think helped themselves the most this free agency? Clippers. Miami Clippers. Uh, okay, realistically, the Clippers. Probably the Clippers. I mean, yeah, Good from Lord. what they went to. Or maybe the Lakers because they got a lot better. They but got better, but there's... Don't sleep on the heat. But look at the Clippers. They went from having no superstars to having the two best two-way players. Yeah, the NBA is ridiculous this yeah. year. I'm so excited about it. Though. Dude, <laughs> that's the thing. Is you can't... We can't I'm pin- eating it up. The point is, like, I can't put a finger on who's going to be the best team. Like, the Bucks. yeah, they have the, probably the most Dare depth. Can we say the Rockets? Oh, my Come God. on, no, no, Jack. No, 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 no. Okay, real quick, real quick. <laughs> Russell Westbrook and James Harden cannot I want to believe. They're going to murder. They're going to murder each other. It's like Batman and Batman. Oh, gosh. the bad versions. Russell Westbrook is going to kick him out of his own town. (laughs) Probably. All right. Question number two. What conspiracy doesn't get enough discussion? I'm going to let David take this one. I think, well, in a specific level, I think the Pizzagate pedophile conspiracy. Pizzagate? Yeah, Pizzagate. You have 30 seconds to discuss that. Uh, was the one where people called it fake news, but uh, there were some reports about an underage trafficking ring run out of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C., and one guy read about it, and he got so upset he went with a gun and shot up the place, and they arrested him, and they're like, this is a problem when you spread fake news on Facebook. Some right-wing nut will believe it and go in and shoot up a place. But if you look at the details, some of the guys that ran the place, their Instagram accounts and everything like their private life, very weird, very suspect, a lot of strange child trafficking type so basically they needed to do their own research yes and 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 not just buy into because i bought into it i was like oh this is the fake news stuff this is people sharing fake stuff on facebook now they're actually doing it one of the guys bullets went through a hard drive what a coincidence (laughs) (laughs) you know of course (laughs) yeah anyways just look into that if you're curious i never knew about that uh last question who is a sneaky awesome person from history not a lot of people know about swamp fox dude francis marion are you kidding me he lived in the swamps okay first off you can't beat my guy's name, Hercules Mulligan. I don't even know who that is. So basically, he was a tailor that was in New York. I'll be quick on this. Uh, tailor in New York. He would tailor the suits for British officers, and they would discuss like plans in front of him, and then he'd relay them. And so they'd beat like the British forces every time because they'd say all this crap right in front of him, thinking he wasn't going to say Just get anything. him talking or something. He'll I learned that from just... Hamilton, and he was a beast, dude. That's pretty cool. We both went with Revolutionary War guys. Dude, that's dude. because that's when there was a the purest time. Like and... We fought for our country. Like yeah. our country was it. That's all we cared about. We didn't care about politics. We cared about getting a country. I I think like spies from times where they didn't have technology and stuff is cool too because the techniques they must have used just 
They know, just went ran in there and stabbed. Listen someone. to stuff. Yeah. Tell okay. me your secrets. All right. <laughs> let's finish David's thoughts. Oh, uh, Jim Carrey did a movie on Andy Kaufman where he played oh, Andy Good Kaufman Lord, over the moon or something like that. Yeah, and Andy Kaufman was some kind of like iconic comedian that did a bunch of different personas and characters, and his shtick was just being so nonsensical and random, yeah. people couldn't understand him. And Jim Carrey, similar to that. Yeah played in a movie depicting Andy Kaufman. And the interesting part, which I also got from this Magical Mystery podcast while I was researching Epstein, was that when Jim Carrey was preparing for this movie, he felt like he was actually channeling Andy Kaufman. Dude, he he went went nuts. He went into an existential breakdown after this. So it it gets into the idea of how much our persona is real and how much of it do we just fabricate to keep ourselves going. So are we really real? Well, we are, but we just have to figure out what that real is. And maybe it's not how, what kind of food we like. Dude, we went deep this week. I feel like we went hard this week. He got me after work shift, Jack. I didn't have time to relax or That's anything. That's right, man. Yeah. Look at you. Working two jobs like an adult. Like an American. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. Is that real? Yeah. yeah. No, you're, I don't know. All right. Well, They're that- still rioting in, in France and... September 20th, Las Vegas. We'll have to talk about that next week. That's next week. Not Las Vegas, Area 51. Yep, yep. All right, that's all for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out all the content on infopilgrims.com. We have new stuff out all the time. For David Dolby, I'm Jack May. Until next time, let's make America think again.